to Biz Design Queen's podcast. I am your host, Catherine Goose, along with Christy Wong, owners of Homely Creatures and co-founders of Biz Design Queen's. We chat about how job sharing led us to success and tips and tricks on how you can use job sharing personally and as a business owner. Plus, occasionally, we'll drop some humorous parenting chit-chat. We take a collaborative approach to helping you design your business and your life to empower you to be and do what you want. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another podcast episode with that Biz Design Queens, Catherine and Christy here. So today we have a super special guest, and we are really excited to be joined by Jamie Titino. So we first met Jamie, what is it, over 12 months ago now? Jamie is an entrepreneur, a business owner. He's the founder of Real Food Vending. Plus, he's a business coach, a speaker, and a facilitator. Plus, this is pretty epic, he has his own podcast. So he's a leading podcaster with Learn, Grow, Do, and Repeat. He's also an author, can you believe it, of the book, Be Great. If you don't have a copy, go and get yourself one. And I love this one. This one's the best. He was nearly a professional footballer. He's a qualified carpenter. And this one's the worst one of all. He's unfortunately a Tiger supporter. So welcome, Jamie. Thank you so much. I hope you love that introduction. Gotcha. uh, Gotcha. Got my scarf. I carry around with me. Thank you so much for uh, having me on, ladies. I really appreciate it. Thank you. No, we're very excited to have you here. We've got some doozies, uh, doozy <laughs> questions, and we will jump straight on into it. Awesome. So, so bring- Jamie. Oh, yeah, Catherine, oh, off you sorry. go. I was just going to say 12 months ago, we first, well, we knew of you. We've done some stalking on Instagram, <laughs> and I guess we we sort of jumped in front of you at one of Aaron Sansoni's. Uh, workshops and after that we were like we want Jamie to coach us no one else Jamie so um, that sort of brings us to how we how we met you and um, this journey that we've basically been on with you for the last 12 months so I guess yeah Christy's touched on what we've what you've been up to and what you do so give us a bit of a update on your career background okay Um, so yeah I guess well, again, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And thank you for the amazing introduction, uh, Christy. It, it's uh, it's very nice and sometimes weird to hear it back uh, and you sort of forget how much you've actually done. We've all gone our own journey. Uh, but thanks for that. So yeah, I guess, you know, back for the tigers, absolutely. One of the best things going on. <laughs> Christy's not happy. <laughs> um, but for me, uh, Northern Suburbs here in Melbourne, grew up, played uh, footy, uh, you know, pretty standard sort of normal upbringing. I sort of felt, uh, it was just, yeah, I thought what we had was what everyone had. And I thought that was just normal, what we were doing. Uh, so yeah, played footy, did that for quite some time. I think I retired at the age of like 20, 21 uh, from football. Uh, and yeah, like you said, I had the opportunity to nearly play at the highest level there is. And you know, did that for two, two and a half years. It just became too hard. I was, I was still working full time as a carpenter, as well as playing uh, professional football and you know you train three times a week and then plus game day and those trainings are three four hours so it was like a part-time job on top of a full-time job as well as trying to recover and, and look after the body and manage injuries and manage you know game time and still have a life on top of that uh, as well so I decided to give that up uh, like I said about 20 19 20 years old and yeah I pursued uh, carpentry 
I got into that when I was 17. I didn't finish school. I left uh, at the end of year 11, uh, went and did that. And yeah, it was, it became a, for me, it was weird. Like I, I, I look back at, it was funny. I was at my parents' house over the weekend and we're going through old photos and stuff. And I grabbed my primary school, uh, like yearbook thing. And it sort of said like, what do you want to do when you grow up? First thing was a firefighter. I've always wanted to become a firefighter. <laughs> Uh, and then the second thing was become a carpenter, uh, ironically. So, and I did that, uh, and I did it for like, yeah, 11 years. And, you know, I thought one day I'd own my own business and all that sort of fun stuff in, in, in trade. Um, but then, yeah, I, I sort of got into carpentry and then did like got into crane work and dogman and driving cranes and tower cranes. And it, yeah, that excited me like that there became the new cool thing for me outside of, you know, building things. Um, so then, yeah. And, and it was during that process that I sort of, sort of said, my parents always owned businesses growing up. My dad had pretty much owned his own business until probably like 10 years ago about that. So all growing up, both mom and dad had businesses. So I think it was natural that I was going to get into that space. Uh, and yeah, I, I had the crazy idea before real food vending. I did network marketing as, as most people do to, you know, get their head start in business. Uh, and it was there where I started to understand business a bit more. So I did that for like two or three years. And the idea of real food vending came about, you know, while being on site and I sort of said, Hey, you know, it'd be cool if we had healthy food or, or just different options and Mars bars and chips and had them in a, in a, in a more convenient way of getting it other than having to go to the shops or, you know, spend big dollars on it. So I just said, well, Hey, you know, let's get healthy alternatives. Let's get a convenient way to deliver it vending machines uh, and call it real food vending. And that's what we did. So, you know, so nearly four years will be February coming uh, for real food vending. And, you know, we've, started with just one machine and built to build to build it to a franchise now. Uh, and it's been awesome. Been an absolute incredible journey. Uh, and and we lost him. And now looking back, I always loved music, always loved, um, you know, watching concerts and stuff like that. So I thought this is my way of entertaining people. Um, I can't sing just saying, <laughs> And I definitely can't dance. Neither uh, can but, I, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but you know, this is my way of entertaining people, you know, and, and getting up on stage and having a stage show and having lights and cameras and, and fireworks and stuff like that. I haven't got to the fireworks stage yet. Maybe that's the next round of, of shows. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's how that all came about. Uh, the book, well, look, had time. I've always said I wanted to do it. So I said, uh, you know, let's put some pen to paper and on the wall, on the glass, so you can't see it on the camera, but just here. There's all the uh, writing and the mapping. And as I was going crazy, just letting it all out, it's all up there still. It's a bit of a memory of, you know, where it all began. Uh, and then, yeah, the podcast, same thing. Sort of just said, hey, one of my mates had a podcast. I liked what he was, was doing. And I liked how, like, how he did it. I never knew I'd be able to do one or, or host one or create one or even know where to start. But I did. And then, yeah, I think, you know, we're at 44 episodes now. And it's uh, just recorded another couple this this week and today and yeah it's just exciting i love it like, i think giving back in that way has been really cool it's been good fun um so i hope that answers your question that was awesome i was gonna say you're up to 44 episodes we're up to episode number eight doing well awesome love it absolutely absolutely good job go start somewhere yeah exactly so i think you briefly touched on it in your uh opening question but when did you realize that you were destined for more than the building industry like you said there, you always, that was what you wanted to do was be a carpenter. But yeah. where, at what point did you realize, no, oh, no, I want to actually do something more than just that? Yeah. I don't know if it was like before getting into it 
or even like while I was in, it was weird. Cause even when I was there, like I still remember like in my first like six months, like, cause I was so 17, I was still 17 and I was working with like grown men and women and, and it was like full on. Uh, and I, yeah, I don't know. Like I always just felt like, like I could do it. Like it was almost like, if you can do it, I can do it. I always had that belief. And it didn't matter if it was in construction or football or whatever. I think that's why I actually done so well in football because my, I had good skills, but I wasn't the greatest player in history. But I just had that belief to an extent that if like, you can make it, if that person can do it, then so can I. So I think that drove me in construction to be the best. Like, there was still like the story in the book about like me and my brother like, going to get the, like, I always wanted to be the best at whatever I did. Uh, you know, it's obviously come up from my upbringing with my parents, always you know, leading the way, become a leader, be a leader. That was always something my dad instilled in, in me and you know, all, all three of us as brothers and sisters. But yeah, if there was an exact moment, I think thinking about it now, like, yeah, I don't know if there was an, an actual moment, but I think it just really connected when I was like, I'm 22, 23, and I'm running jobs, leading a team, doing more than what most people would have done in that period of time. And I'm like, I'm only 23. Like, and I was working with someone who was like in their seventies, like, do I have to do this another 50 years? Yeah. And I think that's when I sort of said, well, like I've got everything I need to get out of construction. It's taught me a lot. What's next. I was going to say at that point too, at 23, you started when you were 17, you'd already done it for what, six years. Like Yeah, yeah, correct. Pretty impressive. So. Exactly right, you know. So I had a fair track record. Uh, yeah, I was, definitely. I was a qualified. I was a qualified carpenter. I had my doggies ticket. I had I had nearly every ticket under the sun, like in construction talk. And you know, again, I was twenty three. You know, so I was like, "Well, what's next?" Yeah, that's awesome. So you're very driven, Jamie, and you you were speaking before about you know, if they can do it, I can do it or being the, being a better person or doing it better. Like what drives you in life? Is there something that you're driven for? Like for us having our kids and, and just, you know, doing what you want to do for yourself, you know, living your life. But yeah, Yeah. what, what, what's, why are you driven? Mm. What drives you? It's changed as I've, you know, I feel like I was going to say as I get older, but I'm still young, in, you know, in the grand scheme of it. Um, what, what, 30, yeah. big, Welcome big, big three, zero. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's another whole new decade. That it's, I've just the best. On. it's the it's best. best. I hear that all the time. I'm really excited. Yeah. I'm only yeah. like five days in, but I'm really excited. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy. Um, yeah, definitely. Definitely. I'll, I'll let you know in, in, in a couple of years how it's going. Um, but yeah, like what drives me, I think, like I said, it's sort of changed when I was younger, I, was, I wanted to play footy. So I was like, that drove me to do the extra training, do the extra weights, do the extra running, do the turn up early, leave late, uh, be first out on the track and last off. Like that was what my drive was at the time. Uh, and then in construction, it was, yeah, I just wanted to be, it's weird. Like I always just wanted to be the best at what I did, but it wasn't to, like to brag about it. it. I think it was for myself. It was just so I knew that I'd given everything. And, and, and it's very similar to what like, you know, I said in the book, like, you know, I never just wanted to be good at something. I always wanted to be like the best or the greatest I could be at it. And if I happen to be the greatest in the industry, then so be it. But if it's like, I wanted to be the best I could be at it, if that makes sense. Um, so I think that's what's driven me across all the different industries. Uh, and then, yeah, getting into business, it was, I didn't want to be a carpenter anymore. Mm. And it, nothing wrong with that. It was just, I didn't want to do that anymore. 
So I was like, okay, cool. Well, I need to do something that's going to get me out of there. So that was driving me at that time because I didn't want to continue being a chippy and do the whole construction thing anymore. Uh, and then now being working for myself, it was always a vision I had. Um, I don't know if I've told you guys this story. You might've heard it where I, uh, when I was in construction, I always would say there'll be a day when I leave and I'm, ne- I'm not going to take my tools. Like I'll just leave my tools on site. Cause then if I take them, it's almost like I'm giving myself like a backup plan. So it was always like, I'm going to leave all my tools. And I had like $5,000, $6,000 worth of tools in a toolbox, like, and good yeah. stuff. But yeah. it, to me, it was like a, a thing of, if I take them, then it's like, I'm giving myself a chance to, you know, like go back. Yeah. And I didn't want to do that. So now what drives me, look, I, again, being five days in, six days into my thirties, uh, it's a little bit different again. Uh, but I think it's, yeah, it's just, it's, it goes back to that, not just settling for, you know, whatever is normal or whatever's good or whatever. It's just me pushing to, to really expand on what I can achieve and, and give back to my family. Most importantly as well, you know, you don't realize when you're younger, how much pro- stress and challenges that some people's parents, and in my case, my parents had to go through to bring us up. You know, you don't know that until you're older and you look back and you appreciate what a dollar is and how, how hard a dollar is to make. So to see them, and especially as they were owning businesses as well and running their own, you can appreciate what they had to go through. So, you know, being able to give back to them, both my, my brother and sister as well. But I think ultimately, and it's something I've really worked on recently, like in the last year, is like making myself happy. And one of my top values is self-love. Because it's, you know, we've all heard it, you can't love someone else if you, if, if you don't love yourself. You know, and it's hard for someone else to love you if you don't love yourself. So I think really focusing on myself uh, a lot has been, which is a little bit selfish in a way, but I need to be that way because if I don't, then I can't be the best version for whoever I'm, I can't, you know, do the work that we get to do together. And I can't run an awesome podcast because I'm not in alignment with myself. Uh, so I think that's what drives me is just improving myself on a daily basis. That's great. I think, uh, I think Christy and I have tried to take a bit of a leaf from you, Jamie, on that, that, yeah, you have to put yourself forward first yeah. in front of, the family otherwise you can't one you can't look after yourself but you you can't look after your family if you're if yeah. you're not mentally uh and physically right so yeah. um that's yeah. a it's a and huge it's challenge and it's hard to accept totally. that you need to look after yourself you, you do yeah. feel i guess a little bit naive <laughs> and um it's a big stepping stone but once you get over it i think it's it's amazing yeah i think for me it's, it's like you said it's hard to start like, like anything anything you do it's there's always that like that first step that first call that first conversation that first word you have to say is always the hardest and for me it was like ha- i want to actually stop and watch a movie entirely without like having my laptop next to me or or having my phone and okay a movie what's an hour and a half two hours max so it's only small like you know people listening might say oh yeah but i you know how do i look after myself i don't know how to do that well just start small yeah you know, give yourself half an hour to go and sit on the beach or, or whatever it is. Start, no, I'm not telling you to take a whole month off. Just start small. You know, yeah, that's just, what I did. And, and that one little, you know, change or introduce one new habit. That's all you have yeah, to do. One new habit correct. might be half an hour, go for a walk, but you know, doing yep. that for yourself, it's um, the difference it absolutely. makes is absolutely amazing. Absolutely. Agreed. 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 That's you up for the day, for the week. Yeah. That's perfect uh, segue into our next question, which is all about your morning routine, which also 
coincidentally, I saw on your Instagram this morning <laughs> where you actually detailed your morning routine. So I did. I did. We, so we can just skim past this answer then, don't we? <laughs> totally. Go, everyone, look at Jamie's uh, Instagram yeah, post and you'll no, see no, no. his morning routine. Like we yeah. know you're big on your morning routine and I think yep. um, also having a morning routine myself, I think it's really important. But um, yep. do like what does your morning routine consist of? And tell us about it because yep. it looked pretty yeah, good definitely. when I read it. Yeah, thank you. Uh, it's funny because, again, being, like, I'll tell you, like, my dad was always the one, was if we had to be at somewhere at, like, 6 a.m., we were there at, like, 4 a.m., or maybe not that early, but we were always <laughs> early. So, and we've, and with construction and, you know, still my dad now gets up at ridiculous times of the morning. So, it, it just naturally, getting up early was, is not hard for me, mm. you know, and then in construction, you start at 7 o'clock, but it was an hour train ride for us to get there. Uh, so we'd always want to be there by 6.30. So I have to leave home at 5.30, which means I've probably got to get up at like quarter to five. So I've been up, I've been getting up at 4.35 for like the last 15 years. So getting up early for me is not hard. So I've got to put that out there first. People will think, oh, it, well, it's not hard for me because I've been doing it for so long. Um, and then, yeah, I, I guess I never had a morning routine, like quote unquote, but I was, before I knew it was called a morning routine, I sort of did the same things every morning. And then I knew, oh, well, there's a bit of, bit of madness behind this method um so for me it was now i'm very yeah structured i like to get up early for this reason i hate rushing i hate being late and you guys know every every one of our calls like i call like on the minute um or like one minute after like worst case uh because i hate being late so in the morning i'm like i want to get up early and just cruise through that first half an hour i don't want to get up and be like shit what am i doing so I like to get up, just chill. I do this random thing where I just like stare out the window uh, into like to the, to the nothingness and just visualize and imagine and look at things. And at the same time, I'm looking around to see if there's any other house lights on. I live on, I live on an apartment on level three, so I can sort of see all the houses. And it's a little bit of a thing for myself. So I see no one else is up yet, only me. Um, you know. <laughs> Strangely, <laughs> um, so I do that as well. <laughs> yeah, totally. It's, it's good for the ego. Yeah. We've all got an ego. Um, so then, yeah, I get up early. I just, you know, relax into the morning. Have a have a water. Uh, have an espresso. Being Italian, a sort of standard sort of practice. Um, and then, yeah, I, I do my prep for exercise. So I, I strap my ankles. I wrap my ankles. I do some stretches. I get on the foam roller for a bit. I'll do what I need to do to get ready. And then I'll go out and exercise. And you know, with COVID, all of the gyms have been closed. So I've been doing you know running and you know physical stuff outside in nature, which has been awesome. Um, so I probably may not go back to a gym. Uh, post COVID because I'm actually really enjoying what I'm doing now. Uh, so then, yeah, I exercise for about half an hour. I change it up all the time. I try not to do the same thing because I, I don't want to be bored of getting up and running. Like I do sprints. I'll do long distance, short distance. I'll do body weight, just different shit. Whatever I see online, I'm like, well, that looks interesting. I'll give it a crack. Um, that way I'm still having fun and engaged with it. But I want to do that exercise. I want to move and get the blood, get the blood moving. I want to get on. I like getting like a good sweat on in the morning. Uh, and coming back and feeling like, yeah, I've done something, I've achieved something. Um, and, it, you know, there's a lot of scientific background into what, how good that is for the body. Uh, so then I'll come back um, and then depends how hard I've worked. If I'm like dripping sweat, then I'll shower first. But if I'm, you know, okay, then I'll, I'll do some stretching, more meditation, more journaling or more uh, visualization. Uh, I do a little bit of journaling. I'm not going to sit here and say I do it all the time. I do it a little bit, uh, but I like to visualize. I'm very, you know, I'll play a bit of background music, just, go on youtube and just put in like you know meditation music nothing nothing special and just visualize stuff visualize the day 
visualize my life, visualize the week. Um, and I do this pretty weird thing, which sort of backs it right up to the start. So as soon as I wake up before I get out of bed, I, I say to myself three things I'm grateful for and then three intentions for the day. Uh, and I do that every morning, every single morning. Three things I'm grateful for as soon as I wake up, even before I've gotten out of bed. Uh, and then three intentions for the day. Uh, and then, yeah, after the visualization and, you know, taking all the bandages and strapping off, I'll shower, get dressed, and then I'm out uh, and start the day. And that's normally by about seven, quarter past seven, the latest. And I guess so you're, that's my morning routine. Yeah, I, I guess because you're so structured and organized, that probably leads into why you're successful in your, you know, in your entrepreneur world. It's not some airy fairy hippie living up in yeah, the yeah. bush doing whatever that you know <laughs> yeah. most people think entrepreneurs are about but i guess that you know what with your entrepreneur background now what what yeah. do you love most about it is it the getting up early and organizing your day or what is it that you love the most about it about entrepreneurship yeah uh getting up and early and owning your day you can do that if you still have a job or you work for you, someone else, like you can still do that. Uh, for me, I think it's creating something like from, from a business perspective, I think it's creating something that, you know, means something to you and that's important to you. And, and then it's, you know, other people out there get value from it. You know, I think that's really cool. Doing something for yourself is always amazing. Uh, I've worked, I work more hours now than I ever have as an employee. Mm. And it'll probably always be that way. Like I'm sure you guys can relate to that. You work 10 times as much. Like people get into their own business. I want freedom and I want as much money as possible. Well, for the first few years, it's the complete opposite to that. You know, you don't have as much money and you don't have as much time. Um, so you probably think, fuck, I should have just stayed in my job. Uh, you know, but, <laughs> you know, um, but yeah, again, it's, it's that drive. It's why you're doing it. You know, not everyone's born to be, an, I think everyone can be an entrepreneur, mm. but it's definitely not for everybody because there's, it's not the greatest of times. Like even just before getting on here, you know, I finished one episode of, for my one and then I had like about a 45-minute break. And then, you know, you sort of check your emails and it's like, this person doesn't want to do a deal anymore. So you got to go back and negotiate that. And then we've got a deal happening, done, and then with real food vending. And then it's like, well, he wants to move this and they want to move this and they want to change that. So you're constantly flicking between changing hats and doing different things. And it's early mornings, late nights. It's people don't understand. Sometimes your partner doesn't understand. So it comes with its challenges. I think the best thing is when you can sit back and say, wow, what I've created or what I've put out there as a product or service, other people are getting value from it. Now, I think that's probably my, probably my favorite thing about being uh, and, and, and being on the journey of entrepreneurship. That's great. It's um, it is a good feeling helping others and adding value mm. to their lives, definitely. And, you know, you've helped us over the last twelve months extremely, <laughs> um, and we're very grateful for that. And just talking about your businesses, how many businesses are we talking that you own, Jamie? So, from a day to day, like we've got obviously got real food vending, which is the the core business. Um, so there's probably like about. There's probably four. So there's the, the, the fran real food vending company owned. Then there's the franchise side of it. Then there's obviously the educating and then the coaching and speaking and training us. I'll put the book in there and I'll put the podcast in that. Like I don't really classify those as businesses, even though they potentially could one day be money makers. They're all under that umbrella. And then we've got the car wash product that I have with my dad. It's a cool waterless car wash product that we brought over from Europe. Uh, and it's a bit of, bit of a passion project. Uh, something I do with him. We both love cars. Uh, you know, we both love detailing cars weirdly enough uh, uh, so we're yeah. all here <laughs> you know so, so we, we, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we brought the product over. Uh, but there's always new things in the pipeline. There's new things happening uh, all the time. Uh, even, you know, last night, chatting to someone about, you know, what's next, looking at potentially getting into the supplement world. Um, so like health supplements, stuff like that. So again, with my background in sports and bodybuilding and stuff like that. So I thought, hey, you know, so again, it's something I like. I care about it. I'm not going to just do it for the, you know, because it makes money. It's like, I, I genuinely care. Like, I'm always on that, looking for a little bit of body yeah. hacking. How and can I guess, we get better? Like, yeah. And for you, everything you're doing is your passion, you know, health correct. and yeah, real food vending. Correct. It's all healthy. It's yeah. yeah that's Spot awesome. On. Great. So if you had to pick a business, which one would be your favorite and why? It's just like trying to, I don't have kids, but wouldn't that be like trying to ask like which one's your favorite kid? You just depends. say all of them. Are the, yeah, and are you just favorite? say depends, <laughs> depends what day it is. Depends what day it is. All right. Um, look, real food, real food vending being the first, like always has, you know, like, uh, you know, a little bit of a soft spot for it. I actually really enjoy, you know, doing the coaching and the speaking and even the podcast. Like I love doing the podcast. You know, at, at this stage, look, it, it doesn't make me a cent. But, you know, I've met incredible people, you know, even having the podcast downloaded in like random countries that are like, who the hell in that country would want to listen to my podcast? That there is like, and not just one listen, because it's like, well, maybe they just came across. Like there's multiple, like multi downloads in that one spot because obviously someone or multiple people in a random country listening to my podcast which is amazing same as the book seeing that bought in other countries like randomly i was saying it earlier seeing it purchased on amazon you know someone on amazon who doesn't know me has purchased my book weird you know uh, but again, when you get started that's sort of not what you expect to happen uh, so it comes down to connections book. doesn't it like they yeah. they've read they've read the small print and went okay this guy Correct. has something in common and I'll, yeah. uh, I'll read his book and then i'll join his podcast spot on exactly um, right and they've gone on the journey yeah yeah i mean speaking of your podcast as well the other day i was having a juice and i was like oh jamie interviewed <laughs> this guy that owns this juice company. i think it was is it shine or harvest i can't remember now but um, Shine. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was yeah, like, oh, yeah. Jamie interviewed this, um, this guy. So it was yeah, like, for me, yeah. that was like a connection point. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And again, for me, it's like, I've got a friend of mine who said, oh, he wanted to start his own podcast. And you guys have in, in a much shorter period of time, a lot shorter period of time of, you know, and again, it's not about the episode count. Like I'm not, I'm not that doesn't really matter. But like he's, you guys have gone further for one, for one reason and one reason only. It's like, he always says to me, like, how do you get a guest? How do you make a good episode? How do you do this? How do you do that? Well, I don't know. You just do it. Like, I don't know, I don't know half these people. I just reach out to them and I love their story. And, and then we connect, we have a chat. We'll, we'll jump on a phone call prior and we'll do a Zoom session. And we build a bit of a connection. And then if I like them and they like me and we have something, then we'll do an episode. You know, if, if it had to be everyone I only knew, then it'll be very limited to a very small part of Melbourne that I can have on my episode, on my show. You know, so yeah, and, and that's why I'll, I'll, you know, you, you guys just put it, do it, like make it happen, get out there, uh, message people, connect with people, uh, and then yeah, Steve from from Shine, the CEO there, like we, we were chatting yesterday because he, he shared it on his social media and stuff, and then we, we got on a quick phone call, and it's like I feel like there's a connection there, like we can call each other almost at any time if we had anything to discuss or we had any questions or I was going to get into that industry and you know I was had feedback or questions or he was going to get into an industry I'm in, he would come to me. So you know you don't you never know where these where these where where it could go. 
Yeah. And and that's also like our next question was around about, you know, surrounding yourself with the right people. And I guess the, the people that you ask onto your podcast, they're people mm. that you connect with and are the right people. You're not going to interview those that couldn't give a, you know, to, to uh, I'll say it, shit about yeah. you know what you do yeah, you're not going yeah. to interview someone yeah. that's not interested so i guess having business and life what mm. what's your why do you believe having the right people around you is so important to succeed well it's everything like your voice is the only voice you hear 24 7 firstly so like you got yourself that you'll only forever be with but then like we all want to be around people. Like we've seen during this pandemic of, of COVID that one of the biggest things that people are lacking is connection and relationships and still getting around people, feeling that energy, getting that, that, that vibing, whatever it may be, having the opportunity to just be in the room with another human being uh, that's not in your four walls uh, is what people are struggling with. So I think if you're going to be around people, which we always are going to be, then why wouldn't you want to be with the, the greatest people, the best possible people that are going to push you to do bigger and be more and achieve more and help you when you're in the darkest times and help you get up and give you a hand and give you a push and whatever it may be. Like, why wouldn't you? Like, I don't get it. Same thing as like, you know, when people say like, you know, why do you always want to be the best in the room? Well, why wouldn't I? Mm. In a and way, you know, like, as the yeah. saying goes, you can, you can choose your friends, but you can't choose your family. Have you got any tips Correct. around how people would get over that hurdle so say you've got a negative friend or a negative family yeah. member what would you do mm. to either one just have nothing to do with them or sit them down and discuss I guess life and and your Correct. values yeah I'm very like cutthroat I'm just like yeah. as you can tell, <laughs> I'm very like to the point uh, I don't muck around so like there has been friends that I just don't talk to them because mm. you can't like they're friends and then there's family where it's like, I limit my exposure to them. Like, that's it. Because growing up, I used to be very like family orientated. I still am, totally am. I'm, not, and I'm talking like extended family here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I always wanted to go to the birthday parties and I always wanted to go to the whatever function was on, you know, because when I was growing up, my, the family was always there for us and for me. So I was like, well, if they could make it the effort to be there for me, I can make the effort to be there for them. Uh, and like their kids and my cousins and, doesn't matter you know what function it is but then i realized like that not one that i don't have time but it's very consuming on your like mentally and especially when you're trying to go on the entrepreneur journey when not everyone completely understands what you're trying to achieve and you know not everyone completely understands why you're doing it uh, and they'll probably never they don't really care maybe i don't know maybe they want you to do well but at the same time they maybe don't really care either which is totally fine. Like whatever it is, it is, it does, it's fine. So I started to realize that I can't really be there all the time. So some tips would be, yeah, if you've got friends that aren't really on your level, because as you do, you evolve, either just cut them off like cold turkey, like just be like, I'm out because you deserve to. Like why, why don't you deserve to have that? You know, why, don't you have, don't, why don't you have the ability to say, you're not serving me anymore. You're not, as you know, the people are saying, you're not in my algorithm anymore, uh, whatever it may be. Uh, to hang out. And there's nothing wrong with that because I'm going this way and you're going that way. I'm sure we can still catch up once a year and say, hello, Merry Christmas, happy birthday, goodbye. And that's fine. So, and if you can't just cut them off, again, just limit exposure. Limit times you hang out. If they're doing a dinner and you can't, and you don't really want to go, just make up some bullshit excuse and just don't go. 
um, yeah. And at the end of the day, is is it around you don't have things in common? I guess to me that's how I put it, that we don't see eye to eye because we don't see the the same thing through each, you know. Yeah. And you grow up and evolve. Like I've got mates who when we catch up, they still want to talk about the same things we did when you were were 11. I was like, that was 10 years ago, man. Like. (laughs) Has nothing happened in the last 10 years that you can we can talk about? Like, come on. Yeah. And yeah. there comes a time where it's like, I've heard that story a million times. Plus, I was there, so I know the exact story. I don't need to hear it again. Time to move on. Yeah. yeah. And I, I get it. Like, you reminisce and you, you get, yeah, yeah, I get it. Like, it's fun. But, you know, like, every single time, it's like, all right. Like, yeah. Maybe once every two years, we'll catch up and talk about that one moment that happened 15 years ago. I know someone who can relate to that story, Jamie. <laughs> um. <laughs> I think it's so important as well, like when Catherine and I started on this journey as well, just, yeah, the people to, I I guess we were running our own race, but I think people forget about that and then they see your race and then they think, oh, yeah. well, I, I need to try and even compete on that same level. Yeah, no. So, you know, and like I had people come to me and say they were jealous of me and my life and I was like, well... I can't do anything about that. That's I've totally. built my life the way I have. If you're yeah. jealous of it, that's that's something you need to do. I can't control how you feel. Yeah, I can't control how you feel about what I'm doing. Yeah, exactly. So. That's your own shit going on. If you don't like it, happy days. If you do like it, come and ask me questions. I'm more than happy to help. Um, 100%. So I think it's one part to cut people out, but then it's also one part to add the right people in and finding the right people and making sure that you get around the right people. And at the same time, if you feel like someone is the right person and you give them a go and then you realize they're not, then you sort of have to, again, say, okay, cool. I made a mistake there. What's the learnings? I thought this person was good, but they're not. Why? How do I not make that mistake again? Yeah, Instead of just staying there, yeah. you know. That's a key. That's a key point, a actually. Great, great tip. Great tip. Yeah. Yeah. So don't be, don't be afraid to change friends and don't be afraid to change groups and bring new people in. This year, I've done that more than ever. Again, during COVID, I said, I'm going to go and I'm going to expand to a whole new level of people that are way out of my reach. Like they're not even, we're not even in the same conversation when you start talking about business or life. Uh, but the only way I'm ever going to get there is by being around those people, you know, and, and yeah, you build awesome connections and that person connects you with this person to that person. And then all of a sudden it just grows um, twice as much. So really challenge yourself, put yourself out there uh, and, and go to levels with that you one day you'd like to go to and you may not be there yet, but just go to that level and connect with those people through social media. It's easier than ever before to do it. Mm. I agree. Absolutely. So let's talk about your podcast. So what's your number one goal for your podcast? And um, I guess when you started it, you're now 44 episodes in, but when you very yeah. first started it, is it just, you yeah. just wanted to have a podcast and you've had, like Catherine mentioned before, you've had some huge names um, on yeah. there, which is, yeah, that's, it's pretty unreal to see it yeah. grow. Yeah. Oh, sometimes I'm just like, you know, I'll scroll back and be like, who have I had to had on the podcast? So I'll go back and I'll, well, I can't believe I had that person on, you know, and, and still now. And then so many months or weeks or years later, we're still like really good friends. So the goal with the podcast at the start, I, honestly, I didn't have a goal. And well, I, I did. The goal was just like, have fun and like put content out there. Yeah. Like that was it. I, I, I didn't think it would, I don't think, I honestly didn't think we'd ever get to you know, 44 and let alone 50 and then onto 100 and 200 and thousands when we get there, when I get there. So yeah, like it was just buy a mic, invite people over to my office and let's talk 
and record it and put it on there. Um, and yeah, some of the first few episodes are pretty nasty. Um, the sounds really <laughs> bad and, you know, and I wasn't recording them like, like, like you know, what we're doing now. It was just in person uh, and, and everything about it was wrong and what could have been wrong was wrong and things that I never knew could be wrong were wrong <laughs> about it. But it was there and, and I put them out there. Uh, and one thing that I wasn't is I wasn't consistent. I, I did like two or three episodes because I was excited and then I wouldn't do one for two or three months. And then I was like, well, I've got to do this whole podcast thing. All right, who wants to be on my podcast? Two or three episodes, then I'm done. And I wouldn't do it again. Um, so that was my biggest downfall, I think, at the start was not being consistent. I just, like I said, did a couple episodes and got rid of it. Now, you know, I, I think it's, I'm enjoying it a lot more. I have a lot of fun. Uh, the people that come on have a lot of fun. We get some great content out there, most importantly. And, and there's a lot of, I get so many awesome messages and a lot of it's never about like anything I've said. It's just like, thank you so much for doing the interview with Steve from Shine because he said this, 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 and this. It's awesome. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. It wasn't even me saying anything. It was just the fact that they listened to my podcast Yeah. with that person. So again, that, that's part of the reason what drive, you said earlier, what drives me. Like that there for the podcast is what drives me that the people out there will learn. If they learn something from me as well, awesome. If they learn something from the guest, awesome. You know, so now moving forward for the, the podcast, I definitely want to get the next thing is a hundred. Like my thing is I call it the next big push. So I'm going to get to a hundred episodes. Um, and for me, the way I look at it is this is the hundred episodes I know will come, but the best part about that is, is, you know, we'll have another 60 odd guests on that are going to give so much value. So whether a hundred comes in a year or whether a hundred comes in two years or whether a hundred comes in one month, uh, six months, Whatever it is, I know that over that journey, we're going to give uh, through the podcast, there'll be so much incredible content given. Uh, and then from 100, we'll just go on and keep building from there. No, it's pretty, Um, it's funny you say about consistency because that's one thing. If you start something, don't start it until you're ready to be consistent. That's what we've yeah. learned. And if you can't yeah. be consistent, yeah, then, yeah. And I don't think something you taught us as well was work out, like with, if you do blogs, podcasts, whatever it is, work out what your time frame is. Like, how often yeah. you're going to release it and stick to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. That's really good. And that's something. Like I said, I didn't do that at the start. Like for the first year and a half, I didn't do that. It was only really this year that I was like, I'm going to do it every week. You know. Um. And prior to that, I was just winging it because I I wasn't taking it serious. Like honestly, I wasn't. It was just yeah, fun. It was just, it was just fun. like I want to have fun. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's it. And then I was like, well, I should take this thing seriously. So, you know, get a bit of equipment, get better cameras, get more lights, get a little bit of a set happening. And all of a sudden, like, you can just see, like, the subscribing is going up and then the downloads going up and then the quality of people going up. And then my yeah, role as the host and, and playing what I need to do gets a little bit better. And it just starts to compound from there and keep increasing as well. So it's good. I was going to say, you have the full setup and kit. I did a picture before um, I popped it up on Instagram of my setup. It's really quite interesting. <laughs> I'll have to check it eight. out as soon as we get off. Yeah, not not bad for eight episodes in. Like totally. we're, we're thinking have... of doing the investing in a light, you know? We thought we'd like have like that. What's a light? light? What's a light? How do you get a light? What, what does that mean? <laughs> oh, I, I get I, I think I got my stuff stuff like two months ago, not even a month ago. Hmm. So you, you don't have you to go. have all the fancy exactly. have to have all the fancy equipment to get started, that's for sure. You we just want the one that gets rid of the um the wrinkles. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Once you hit Love 30, it. Jamie, it goes downhill. <laughs> Don't tell me that stuff, guys. Come on. 
Let's go back to your book, Be Great. Um, We've been telling everyone and we have a signed copy. Thank you. What was your drive behind writing the book, Jamie? Obviously, I can talk about what it's about, but um, Mm -hmm. I'll let you tell tell the story. Yeah, definitely. Look, like I said earlier, it's funny. I'm very naive, very, very naive, very. Um, (laughs) I just sort of throw myself out there and be like, hashtag like, Fuck it. If, if it works, it yeah. works. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Um, and I always put myself out there. Like I'm, I'm all. I'm got a lot of confidence in doing that. Again, it takes time to do that. So same as with the, with the book. You know, it has taken me. You know, like the book says, like a year and a half, two years to write it. Purely only because I wasn't as connected to it as I thought I would be, and I, that I needed to be. I, I honestly didn't know what I wanted to write about. Purpose. Mm. Yeah, exactly right. 100%. I didn't know what I wanted the book to be about. I didn't know what I wanted to put on pen to paper. I didn't know, you know, if anyone would receive it well. And it was only until I understood that, that I said, okay, cool, maybe I can write this thing. Uh, and it was honestly at the start of COVID when it was shit was hitting the fan and it was going crazy and locked down here and this is happening and testing over here and numbers through the roof and it was all over the media. And I realized that like myself and in my really close network of people were actually okay, like mentally. And I thought, well, there's, there's something there. Like why? Okay, yes. There was times when I was like, shit, like is, what's going to happen to my businesses? And I was stressing out at times, but 90% of the time I was okay. Like I was in a good space and that's because of the work I've done over the years. Like it's not just, I woke up one morning, but like, Hey, I'm, I'm all good. It's everything I'd done to, to that, to that point. So I realized like, well, if I'm doing quite well, a lot of my clients are doing quite well. A lot of my really close friends are mentally in a good space. Why? How? What have we done? And I honestly said, I think now more than ever, someone's going to need, people are going to need something that's just straight to the point. And you guys have read it. Like it's no fluffy stuff there. Like you can probably read it and almost feel like it's straight me up, talking yeah. to you. Yeah, like, <laughs> oh, it and is. It's, it's, it was. It was yeah. you talking to us. I was like, oh my yeah, God, and- this is Jamie. <laughs> Yeah. And like, it's, it's my language. It's, it's even when I said to the editor, it's like how involved you want me to get, I, go, I just want you to change mm. the spelling mistakes because there's tons of those. And I just want you to make sure like grammatically, it makes sense. Like yep. put full stops when they need to go in the commas and, you know, change the three different there's to make sure it's the right there. Uh, and that's it. Like, that's it. And make it like fit onto a book. That's what you need to do. <laughs> um, so that's, that's honestly what's his like criteria. And he, and he did well, he did really well to do that. Um, so yeah. And, and, like what the book's about is it sort of starts with, you know, what greatness is and what greatness isn't. Uh, and then realizing that greatness isn't like a thing you wake up with or greatness isn't something that you or me have and someone else over there doesn't have. Um, and, and it's understanding how you can live into your greatest form and your greatest version and how you can start to achieve greatness in whatever that is for you. Like what I classify as greatness and what you classify as greatness could be completely different. It doesn't right. matter. You know, it doesn't matter what it is as long as, because if you start to live into that feeling of I'm doing one great things, I'm achieving greatness, I'm passing greatness on, you're naturally just going to live in that world. You're naturally going to live at that level. Like you almost can't. It's the same thing as when you say, oh, everything's bad. Everything's negative. Everything. It's a whole world's fault. It's COVID's fault. It's Donald Trump's fault. It's this person's fault. It's that person's fault. You start living in that space. Well, if you flip it around, like if you can work that way, why can't it work on the other side of the scale? So why can't we start being positive have affirmations do good deeds do great things get great things and live in a space of greatness like why not 
So it was all about reframing and understanding that you can move into that space. And then the next part of it is like, how do you do that? Like, where do you start? So it talks a lot about the mindset. Uh, it talks a lot about self-belief because I really believe that's one of the, the key things that you know people can and will need to work on is their self-belief. Uh, and you know, we all go on a journey. I'm still going on a journey. I think I'm doing quite well. Uh, there's always a lot more room to grow uh, and, and, and build on that. But yeah, and, and you know, it talks about having the right people, greatness squad, having the right people around you, how to model people, how the whole self-belief works and how you can improve on your self-belief uh, to get results. Uh, what else? You know, For me, it was just about giving back in a way. It was just like, whatever's in my head, I just want to pass it on to people and I want them to read it and, and get 1% better and move, move forward 1% because then I know I've played a part. Uh, and then if they reach a level of greatness in their industry, awesome. If they're titled great, awesome. As long as they believe that they're doing great work and, they, and they're passing on great work, happy days. Uh, I think that's the level we need to step up to as a, as a and this, society. And sort of reflecting back to what Christy said earlier around people that were jealous of her, that book is also good for those people because mm-hmm. everyone's greatness is different and which you, yeah. you spell out in the book. Um, you might want what that person has, but ultimately you you don't know what's going on behind there totally. behind the scenes so i think um i think it's, it's would you say that there's like five steps where you talk about the the methodology of what is great and then the steps to get to that but i guess anyone could read that book because i think it's a bit of a it's sort of you kind of know what it is you know that you've got to sort yourself out and yeah. um but i think it's a bit of a for me it was a a refresher on I mm. need to push harder in some components yeah. to to actually get to that end goal of just yeah. being great every single moment of the day. <laughs> yeah, and and again, it's it's about really understanding what it is that you want ultimately. Like, yeah, if you don't want to live into greatness, then don't. We're not, we're not telling you to do that. Like, no one's telling you to do that. But if you know that you deserve level. more and you can, yeah. And if you know you can achieve more, get to a whole new level, then like, why not? You know, it was the same thing with my construction. It's like, why would I just want to be a carpenter? Like, why do I just want to do like one part of what we do? You know, and, and I think that's what drove me to dive into different things and realize what I like and then go deeper into that. And if I didn't like it, then I wouldn't do it. And, just because, yeah, it's one thing I can never really understand is why people don't really push themselves to achieve their best possible result. Like, why not? I get there's fears and I get there's, you know, self-doubt and, you know, disbelief and stuff like that. But if your drive is so strong, like none of that should really get in the way. Like, how can you not want to achieve whatever you, the ultimate life that you ever could? I think that's um, something that we, well, I guess, led us into doing what we're doing. Like I, or for me, I was always like, oh, I don't ever want to die wondering what if, yeah. what if I tried this? Cause you know, at that point before we started on our journey, I was always thinking to myself, Oh, what if I went in and did this? Or what if I could work for myself? Or what if I had my own business and, you know, and it's all those what ifs and then, you know, if you're the sort of person that has that drive that, you know, so many of us do, then you really do yeah. push for that Yeah, I to agree. be great, I really. Agree. Yeah. And, and like I said, 
great's the word I like to use. There could be other words that someone could substitute for that and whatever it is, awesome. Just go and achieve whatever it is that you want to achieve. Like don't leave it to the to when you're on your deathbed to say, well, I could have done this or I could have done that. If you want to use a different word, use a different word. I don't really care, but just go and make something happen. Like step it up, do something, just do a little bit more every day. 100% and uh, sleep when you're dead is a, is a phrase yeah. that we learned and we uh, we use that one regularly, don't we, Catherine? Yeah. <laughs> You've got time for sleep, sleep when you're dead. And, Make sure and you- literally yeah. don't sleep much sometimes. <laughs> yeah, totally. Oh, you want to get into entrepreneurship? That, yeah. that, 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 that's one thing that's gone. But you know what, God, on that, I'm going to be a little bit controversial here and I, I love that quote. But, you know, more recently now, I've been really recovering and looking after myself more than ever. Best thing I ever did best thing I ever did. You know, one of my aunties once said to me, you know, sleep when you're dead. And I sort of, not attacked her, but I sort of went back on her and said, well, that's just fucking stupid. And we had this full argument, you know, and I was like 18 at the time. It's like stepping way out of the line. Like you don't argue back with your auntie. That's for sure. Uh, And I stepped way out of the line. I was like, why would I do that for? I want to sleep now, you know, and recover now. That's honestly what I said to her. She's like, oh, oh, you know, like everyone says that. I'm like, okay, but why? (laughs) <laughs> you know but more now it makes sense to be like recovering and sleeping and and you know yeah you have to listen material. to your body spot on absolutely listen to your body feel it uh because then you can come out and do the best your best work for the people around you absolutely so for anyone listening jamie who wants to take the plunge and start their own business what would your yeah. key piece of advice be to that person know why you want to start the business why are you why are you doing it you know uh that's part one. Uh, sometimes you don't know and that's okay. And if you don't know, like try and figure out as soon as you can. Uh, I knew why I wanted to start a business, but I didn't know really why I wanted to get into real food vending. I knew I wanted to start a business because I wanted to get out of construction, but I didn't really know why it would be real food vending. But it was just an idea I had. And I was like, I'm going to go for it. So I did it. So if someone's listening, it's like, I don't know why I want to do this business. That's okay. Or I want to go down this path or I want to go down this career road, whatever it is. But just know why you actually want to do it. I think that's important. Uh, And then, yeah, get good people around you. Like build build your community uh, of, you know, luckily, I don't know if it's a skill I have or whatever it is, but just always connecting with people, learning you know, giving back, like giving value, then also in exchange, like getting value. If I feel like someone's giving me more value, even like yesterday, this is um, guy I've been talking to runs one of the top AFL clubs uh, and we've been going back and forward and he's been helping me. I've been helping him. I was like, you know what? As a gift, I just want to get, send you one of my books. It's not a very expensive gesture. It's, you know, but still it's the act of giving back, um, which is really important. So I think get around the right people and, and learn, 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 learn. Don't be... Be naive enough to start, but don't be too naive that you don't want to go and learn more and educate yourself and, 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 you know, learn things that you never thought you'd have to learn because 2020 things are changing. So yeah, know why you're doing it, get around the right people, learn as much as you can about it. Uh, be prepared to fail. Absolutely. You know, we all, all three of us know that there's plenty of failures and journeys and, and speed humps and shit that just doesn't go right throughout uh, and finally, I think most importantly is, and it takes time to get to this, but if you can get there earlier is have fun, like allow it to be fun. I'll enjoy it. You know, like laugh about it, cry about it, you know, <clears throat> fucking dance about it, whatever you want to do, but just have fun on the journey. 
have fun. I think that's important. There are, yes, yeah, so some really great tips, I guess, and lots that we've um, we, we've done quite a few of those, awesome. I will say, if not all of them. Awesome. Good. Love that. I'll jump into the next one because I am leaving the last question for Christy. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jamie, tell us three super interesting things that we don't know about you. We is in you two or we is the world? We and the world. <laughs> Something. Just yeah. got to clear that up, you know. Um, uh, I am very, and my partner still doesn't understand how and why, but I'm very <laughs> private, very don't like being in limelight, don't like, I will go out for dinner. I'm happy to just sit at this, you know. I am totally fine in silence. Where a lot of people aren't, you know, like, so if yeah. you don't want to, if we were on this podcast and you didn't even ask me a question, I would honestly just sit here. You know, it's I know hard that to wouldn't believe. happen. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I'm telling you, I won't take that as a, as a personal attack. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, no, but for me, I'm, I'm totally fine in silence. I'm totally fine being by myself. Definitely gotten better at it during this period, like through COVID. Um, but I, I can be alone and I sometimes enjoy, enjoy just, being alone uh whereas some people might see you know online or at events you know where it's this energetic person which i am but i'm probably more at heart private like to be around very few people uh and yeah uh so that's one thing that people probably don't know another thing uh uh uh, i love cooking i don't know if that's publicly known but i love cooking Hence why I sort of, you know, have a food business, real food vending. Uh, that's all for my mum, teaching me how to cook when I was growing up. Uh, so I love cooking, love being alone. And I'm a big fan of that. Uh, what else? I love, mu- like, I love music, but like I really ha- appreciate music in a way. Like it's this weird appreciation I have for it. And I love listening to like old songs and I listen to a lot of remixes and I listen to like different music and I listen to the music differently. Like I, sometimes I'll just listen to a particular instrument in a song and I'll just sit there like zone out and like, just listen to just the drum beat. Like I forget about the lyrics, forget about the guitar, piano, everything. I just listen to the drum. And the next time I'll, it's, it's just weird. I'm a very weird person uh, at times. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. I've got, a, I've got a really big appreciation for music. That's really cool. That's interesting. And yeah. It's not weird because if we were all the same, life would be hell <laughs> yeah. boring. And I'm going to give that a go with the music because I love music, probably because I can't sing. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm a massive singer. Again, ask my partner. Like, I sing all the time, all the time. And I'm not saying I'm any good. And I'm not going to sing now, so don't ask. Yeah, me I agree. <laughs> yeah. Clearing that out. Clearing that out really quickly. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just love music. It's weird. Like, I guess it's so emotional. Like, there's so much mm. high in it and there's so much, you know, connection to it sometimes based on the lyrics yeah. um, and then you build anchors to it. So, yeah, it's, I don't know. So, yeah, I like being by myself. I love cooking uh, and I have a weird uh, attention to detail with music. That's awesome. So, finally, let's talk about them bloody tigers. <laughs> Why the hell do you follow the tigers? Uh, you can ask my dad and my parents that. I don't know. Like That's just what I, I grew up with. Uh, like They followed them and well, my dad and my mum. So he got me on the bandwagon. Uh, but yeah, best team in the world to follow. Uh, love the colours. 
love the tie. Got the best theme song as well. Got the best song. Everyone always says that. You know, known across the globe. Um, do they? What else? I don't know. Absolutely. <laughs> don't pretend like you don't know. Of course it's, they do. It's actually funny you say that about why you go for them. So I'm a Port Adelaide supporter for all of those listening. Hence why there's this banter between. And there wouldn't be too many of those people out there. <laughs> Whatever. Um, but the reason I go for them is because obviously my dad went for them and my dad used to play back in the day, like for the Port Adelaide um, Magpies. I think we lost him. Mm. Oh, yeah, there we go. We can see you now. So it's it's interesting how you come to go follow a team. Anyway, that's my story. Yeah, definitely. Especially here in Melbourne, like people where they grew up was where or where their parents migrated to uh, was where you followed. Like I think my, my dad grew up in like Clifton Hill. That's not really, it's, I think the closest club then at the time was Richmond. Like that's just who we followed. Um, so yeah, nah. But it's Best like team. me being in Brisbane now, everyone goes, why do you go for Port Adelaide? You live in Brisbane. I was like, well, I was born in South Australia. So that's why I go for Port Adelaide. There you go. So. Good, good. Now, but anyway, if you listen out there, guys, you should absolutely follow the Tigers. Just saying. <sighs> yeah. If you're listening, absolutely go for Port Adelaide. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. This could go on for a while. Jamie, thank you. Totally. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a lot of fun. It's an hour into it. And um, yeah, I hope that everyone that's listening. An hour. Wow. Wow. So we had so much to talk about and had a lot of fun and laughter. Totally. Totally. (laughs) I hope there's a lot of people uh, taking something from it. I think you've added so much value to anyone that's listening today. And um, we appreciate it. And we look forward to uh, following your next up to 100 episodes and who you'll have on board and um we'll follow in those steps and keep cracking on with our podcasts and learning and growing and improving in our podcast good good questions yeah so thank you yeah thank you so much i really appreciate it thanks for having me on and i love what you've been able to do here and you know, just doing it as a bit of a thing and all of a sudden it's you know episode eight which in the grand scheme it doesn't sound like a lot but a lot of effort goes into that um, which we, we all three of us would know so well done on that and again thank you so much for having me on i really appreciate it and have thank fun you. <laughs> thank you thanks guys see bye. you jamie bye